Hello, this is Electric Elliot. I'm Mark Monlux. And Adam Botsford. And we are The Claw. And you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome, welcome everybody back to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Love that song, man. It's good to hear that song. That's, that's a great, great version. Absolutely, man. That's the Whalers and the Ventures together. That's a beautiful thing. Totally Northwest. That's why we have it as our theme. I can't get enough of that. It always gets me up and ready to go. Uh, just want to say hello to everybody out there. It's been a nice, sunny day here today recording. Yes. And it's supposed to be nice all week. That would be great. That would Too be bad it nice. wasn't on vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, this is Big D here with you. want to welcome everybody into our little podcast, our little corner of the podcast world, as we like to say. Um, Big Joe can't be here this week. Uh, family emergency. Uh, I think his mom is having some problems, uh, and they're kind of ongoing. So it's been kind of hit and miss with Joe this summer, but uh, we're praying for her recovery, and he's busy with that. And so Yeah, and he's a great son. Taking care of mom, that's a great thing to do. It's a great thing. We can't fault him for that. Uh, we miss him. Kind of sucks because we like to have him here. We're kind of, uh, you know... We're, we're kind of stingy that way, but <laughs> but, yeah, but sometimes, mom does trump yeah, mom us. trumps us. So anyway, and that of course the voice you're hearing over there, Double D. That's me. How's it going, Double D? Doing great. I stayed here and worked all week while the people were on vacation. That, second hit of vacation. Yeah, that would be me. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, still cruising around the dune buggy. You got to, oh, I got that out parked out front right now. Yeah, I got the little summer tan going there, and uh, yeah, probably a little Quit bit looking of that. at my tan. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Squeeze back here. Squeeze, how's it going? Hanging in there. All right, and Wonder Boy back from Kentucky. Wasn't it Kentucky? Yeah, yeah and uh, we're thankful for that. It's a miracle that we got last week's show up. Double D, you did a stellar job, and yeah. Wonder Boy did an amazing job via uh, computer, computer to Kentucky. How late were you up, Wonder Boy? Three, three a.m. in the morning, the Kentucky time. He was back there. Uh, <laughs> he gotta, can remotely con control con both of our computers here, but I have to be um plugging and plugging in all the cables every time he wants something changed yeah well the funny thing is and uh i was when we were all done and you guys had all left and my wife was out here and we're chatting um <laughs> uh, i can hear the com computer back here you know doing its thing and it, i know wonder boy's working on it and all of a sudden i hear this computer voice and i didn't really pay attention to it and i didn't know what it was saying and i'm chatting with my wife and i hear it again and, and I, I walk over to the computer and in this like computer voice it goes Hey, Big D, grab me a beer out of the out of the fridge, please. <laughs> Wonder Boy, what are you doing? <laughs> and then it changed to a female voice, and he said it again, and I had to I clicked it off, and he and I could see the little uh, cursor scrolling around on the page, and he was having a good time. So we appreciate your hard work, even though you were like two time zones away. So I uh, hope everybody enjoyed three that. time zones. He's telling you, was it three? Yeah. Oh, you're three hours ahead. Jeez, man. All right. Well, uh, as you alluded to, I was on vacation. I had a great time. I went with the family down to Puerto Rico. And they let you back in? Yeah, man. I don't even have to have a passport. You know, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Really? It's really weird. It's a, it's a real 
uh, strange um, anomaly down there because you go down there and everything's in Spanish. Everything. They and they speak Spanish really fast. I do know some Spanish and I can usually get along pretty well in Mexico. In Puerto Rico, I couldn't understand a word they were saying. Man, they like rattle it off like machine guns. But everything is in U.S. currency. Everything. They're kind of mixed up. All the gas is in liters. With U.S. currency. And everything, with U.S. currency and all the, you know, they don't have miles. They have kilometers and all that. So they're like half metric, half U.S., half Western standard. And it was like, it was bizarre. It was a weird thing. So they're half Canadian, half American. Uh, and half, half Puerto Rican and ha- and and a little and a lot of New York, <laughs> a lot of New Yorkers down there, man. They've taken over Puerto Rico. Great time though. Um, it was the rainy season, so it was really nice till about noon, one o'clock, and then the rains would just come pouring down. But I had some magical moments <clears throat> in Puerto Rico. Uh, the one I want to tell you about because I think we're going to have him on the program. Uh, <clears throat> went to Old San Juan, which is an absolutely gorgeous gorgeous place uh very magical old old spanish city and it's kind of a tourist area now it's a lot a lot of shops and bistros and restaurants it's a little place little corner cafe called carly's cafe concierto and carly muñoz runs it and if you're not familiar with who carly muñoz is because i wasn't i had to do some research on the guy a an amazing stellar just peaceful, wonderful individual, played with the original Beach Boys for 11 years, was in their traveling band, their their concert band, also played with like Al Jarreau and um, George Benson. And I mean, the list just jazz greats on and on and on. And so we were there in this little cafe and there were probably about 10 of us when it started. And by the end, there were six. It was the four of us and this other couple. And Carly's up there playing this piano like you wouldn't believe. And just an amazing musician. Doesn't read a lick of music. It totally blew me away. Really? He has played with some amazing people. In fact, one of the interesting facts about Carly is uh, for Christy McVie, who was with the Fleetwood Mac, for her birthday, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys set it up so that Carly would play with the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra. And so Carly is going to get up there and play, and he doesn't tell anybody, he hasn't told anybody that he doesn't read music. So he gets up there, and they're ready to go. And the maestro looks down at him and says, are you ready? And he finally looks up and he says, I just want to let you know, I don't read music. I don't read score. And the guy looks down at him and says, "Uh, well, don't worry, just play, and we'll follow you. And so he pulled it off. But the guy doesn't read any mm. music and is one of the most amazing piano keyboard players you'll ever hear. He had a gold record on the wall in there. It was a gold record for the Beach Boys live album that he played on. Also collaborated with several songs with uh, the Beach Boys and um, talked to him. Had a really nice conversation with him. And I think we're going to get him on the phone have him on a program. Well, you've just answered a question I was going to have is how did you ever f- connect him with the Beach Boys. Well, there was this From gold a, record well, the on gold, the wall. I know. I figured and it that said, out. Be, and I asked him, I said, what's with the gold Beach Boys gold record that your name's on it? And he says, oh, I played with them for 11 years. You're like, really? I was stunned, man. Yeah. So it was amazing. That was fun. Uh, and so the, Puerto Rico was great. I highly recommend everybody go down there. Uh, the island's only like 100 miles long by about 30 miles wide. So we were down there for, I think, nine or 10 days. We covered the entire 
place and a lot of cool fun things to do down there and of course the beach ain't bad either so <laughs> i'm a little tan not too bad i not really oh shut up all right well listen uh this week on the program we have a super secret group that we alluded to last week the claw and uh we're gonna let them tell you who they are and what they're all about we had a great time with them in here and i want to say that um one of the members he wrote a book Mark Monlux wrote this book called The Comic Critic Presents Seldom Seen Films. And uh, I got one of these off of him and even, even uh, drew a little scene from one of my favorite movies, which happens to be Tommy Boy, uh, on the inside and personalized it. I want to thank him for that. It's a stellar book. I've been looking at some of it. It just cracks me up. All right, let's get to it. This is our interview with Tacoma's own Claw. All right, everybody, special guest in on the program today is the claw a uh, super secret society here in tacoma that we're really glad to have uh, captured and brought into our little secret location the cave and uh it's just fun to have these guys i know we've been we talked to a lot of bands on here and we and it's time to branch out a little bit and we have the cartoonist league of absurd washingtonians and i first heard of these guys when i went to the hundredth monkey event the last one, which was at Stonegate, and these were the artists there, and uh, they are, uh, what, you guys have like about 10, I think, 10 or 12 members in your secret society, which we're hoping to expand here today, because we'd like the Fez hat, and we'd like to be part of it. Let's go around and introduce yourselves, and we'll get into just exactly what the claw is. We have Mark here. Hi. It's good to see you, Mark. Electric Elliot. How's it going? And Adam. Hello. Adam, how's it going, man? It's good to have you guys in here. Now... Uh, like I said, I became aware of the claw through uh, the hundredth monkey event that was at the Stone Gate, and then through conversations with uh, uh, some of the other artists around town. And we're all familiar with R.R. Uh, R. Anderson's uh, antics. His, yeah, his antics, his <laughs> pissing people off and uh, drawing great cartoons about our, our area. But you guys are bigger than that, and and that's just a small part of what's going on. So um, why don't one of you tell us exactly? what The Claw is, and how you guys formed. All right. Well, The Claw is the Cartoonist League of Absurd Washingtonians, and uh, we, have, we have several missions. One is to prepare the world for the zombie apocalypse, or actually be, be ready for it. Uh, one, another is to welcome our robot overlords, and uh, I, I'm missing one, aren't I? What's the last one? Oh, beware of the flying monkeys. Beware of the flying monkeys. The flying monkeys, of course. (laughs) And that all translates to we are an artist collective of local cartoonists and illustrators that like to get together to celebrate our work and to have an opportunity to draw just for the fun of it and uh, do some sort of uh, some crazy stuff. Now, are you guys all Tacoma? Tacoma, uh, living in Tacoma, around Tacoma, or is this is this a greater group than that? I would say that the majority of the members live inside Tacoma proper, but some of us branch out and live either a little farther north or a little farther south. Okay, but you guys, from what I see from your website, uh, it's <laughs> Tacoma's original secret society, which I love, and it seems to me you're proudly Tacoma. Am I, am I right about that? Are you proudly South Sound? Is this is this you guys starting here and then branching out to to conquer the world? Is this your is this your command central? Well, we yes, we are clearly slowly conquering the world. Absolutely, so absolutely. and Tacoma is very much a central part of the claw. 
but beyond the fact that Tacoma is a part of the claw, it's really the members that make the claw what it is. Right. So a lot of our members are very interested in Tacoma. Uh, I uh, am, am from Chicago originally, but went to school in Tacoma and became a part of the claw. And now I live up in Seattle, but Tacoma is still very important to me. It right. has been. Well, thanks for coming down today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested in the fact that the flying monkeys and the zombies and uh, what was the other one? Who's the, robotic the robotic overlords. Yeah, because <laughs> they are all coming. In fact, our own Wonder Boy here is part of the zombie nation. I didn't know if you know that. He's he's living among us secretly, and we've outed him just right now. So you got to watch out for him. And with all the apocalypse and everything goes on, as we know from the Wizard of Oz, flying monkeys are all part of that. Mm-hmm. And I look out for those guys. So we appreciate you guys spreading the word because we can only do so much we need more people we need soldiers out there uh, no we, we're freedom fighters We've you absolutely are i yeah it's great and with the pen that's the beautiful thing about it um let's talk about some of the the other members that are in the claw organization i know it's uh, super secret but their names are out there so uh tell well, us who else is involved well what do you, what do you know I know everything your website has to offer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, let's see. We have R.R. Uh, Anderson. Let's go chronologically, why don't you? Sure. R.R. Anderson is number two, and he is somewhat infamous in Tacoma yes. as the Tacomic artist, and he just creates overall mayhem in the city through his online persona. You'd be surprised at how much damage and havoc one person could cause by not even actually doing something physically, but just typing things and, and creating amazing drawings. And so we've got RR. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, James Stowe. Now, you may have seen some of James' work around town. He's been doing uh, a lot of uh, poster work for the Dockyard Dames. Mm. And so he does. That's the Roller Derby Girls. Those are the Roller Derby yeah. Girls, yeah. And uh, so he's been doing their posters for a while. And a matter of fact, that the Dockyard Dames asked uh, that the claw become sort of like their semi official uh, poster makers. So you'll be seeing uh, more posters by more of the members uh, later on this next year. Very cool. I've just got through doing uh, the next one for the. Uh, big event that's going to be happening between them and the San Diego Derby Dolls which is coming up in August. Where do they where do they have those uh, matches at? Do you have you guys been to one? I have not. No. I haven't been to one either, but we want to get them in here and talk to them because it sounds fun. You that's should, all I'm you saying. should talk to uh, to Stowe. He uh, James Stowe, I think has, has done a lot of work for them. We will I think talk to them because they're kind of now. a secret society too. I don't know how to get a hold of them. Oh, and they're growing fast. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Okay, so we have RR, we have James. Uh, let's see, who was next on the list? Was it um, Jeff Hawley, who lives over on Vashon Island? He's a great cartoonist. Um, does a cartoon strip that involves trees. You know, so a little unusual. Right. If trees could talk, that's sort of the yeah, thing. it's like a Rush song. Now, who was next? Was it Michael Shottis? I, I don't know. I mean, you've got the list in front of you, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael Shottis is on there. Derek Tang. Oh, that's Derek Tong. Tong, sorry. And uh, let's see, then we also have um, Thorax O'Toole and uh, uh, Mark Brill. He, he's another great... Uh, half of these guys are uh, amateurs and half of them work for a living as cartoonists. And, and Mark Brill was one of the f- of, um, professionals in their he's group. Done, he's done stuff as, like magic cards. I know he's drawn... Uh, 
with probably DC and, and other major names. Really? Yeah. So some big names. Oh, yeah. of the Coast and those guys. Yeah, he's, he's, done, some, he's done some work. And, and, and he the, tosses it around. He tells us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Lords it over you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember all the people that Stowe's done work for because Stowe's done uh, a lot of stuff. Didn't he do stuff for Magic? Well, first, first of all, Stowe, what he does professionally is uh, create illustrations for Cake. There's a company here in town right. that patented the process of putting a picture on a cake. And so, hey, if you've got that uh, technology and you can uh, get the licensing from other groups, you need a really good cartoonist that can work in a lot of different fields to create both custom and license work on the fly. And Stowe just has that down pat. He nails it. He's good. I like him. And then we have uh, Anique Zimmer. She is. Uh, she's one of our recent additions. Yeah, she's a student. Is this the only female. You guys finally. This is true. Broke the man code. Oh yeah, she. Hey, she broke. What do you mean broke? I mean, we weren't. We weren't holding anyone back. We were never a fraternal we ex- or, or organization. Fez just, hats, all guys. Come on, it's like a frat party. <laughs> you know, and um, and then Adam joined the team. Finally, Adam, I mean, yeah, it took him a while. Yeah, well, let's talk about Adam for a second because this, this kind of goes in with your student scholarship fund mm. that you guys have set up, which I think is a very cool uh, thing that you do. You throughout the year collect funds <clears throat> and then find. I assume it's a local cartoonist or an illustrator. Actually, no. Our last winner was from where was she? Uh, uh, Milwaukee or Chicago? I thought she was California. Was she California? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These were somewhere out from away from here. Yeah, yeah it, it just came to our attention this last year when we started getting all these applicants from other states that we never were specific that it had to be Washington proper. So we figured, okay. Why not? Um, but to make sure that they, uh, you know, we always present a giant check. It's and, a huge check. Yeah. Uh, and the nice, yeah. Uh, it must be giant or, or well-sized. Yes. And we want to always have a photograph of the giant check with them, and so we won't send them the money until they take a picture of them with the giant check first and mail it. <laughs> yeah, it's in. like the publishing clearinghouse. You know, you guys, you need somebody with balloons to show up at the porch, you know, and you guys all get a picture. That'd be great. Right. We we should absolutely do that from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roll up in a van and just ambush somebody. Yeah. <laughs> And I but, don't think a road trip to California well, is in the books. If they're first, if they're local, well, you could have them fly in and do it at the airport. That'd be even better. Mm. But so Adam was your first recipient. Yes, he was. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> we only had a meager hundred dollars. Uh, we start off with a hundred dollars from our general fund, and then anything else that gets contributed along the way during the course of the year goes into that. So that was a rough year, Adam. Uh, tell us about. How did you apply for this uh, scholarship? I did, yeah. Um, I got an email from the City Arts List server, mm-hmm. a mailing that goes out, and the application that they had sent out was full of sarcasm and humor and so I thought there couldn't be any harm in applying so I applied and responded in kind with a lot of joking references in my application and didn't think anything of it and then maybe two to three weeks later I got an email from them saying that I had received it and then met up with them and uh, I think it was at the Mandolin Cafe and there was this huge ridiculously huge foam check that i had to take home and lots of uh do you still have that check i do okay. yeah well what they didn't tell you is you were the only one who responded back <laughs> <No>. <laughs> adam no. we've got something to tell you you were the only one who responded. <laughs> so now how do you go from winning you're the recipient of the big foam check the great big check and it's probably hanging on your wall proudly and uh 
Then uh, how do you go from that to joining the group? Well, they do the open swim drawings. So after that, I kept getting the emails and was definitely more attentive to them. And the open swims are when the, the CLAW invites anyone from the community to come and join and just be there and be present and have FaceTime with the people that are there, whether they're professional, amateur, artists of any of them. I think one of the last open CLAWs we had... Uh, several fairly good children show up and just draw with us and that was really nice but uh, I, I just attended those for like the the year afterwards until I finally decided that I I wanted to commit the time to join the group and so the second winner was uh, a lady a girl, gal from California or parts unknown we're not sure maybe she's part of the alien uh, invasion we don't know <laughs> could be. she could be infiltrating I don't know uh, and so then uh, wh- when you know what part of the year do you collect this money because i think people out there probably be interested in in donating and then when do you bestow this on your uh your winner uh let's see i think we start uh i think we start accepting applications usually around april or may Mm -hmm. and i think uh usually at the end of may we start collecting uh just towards the beginning of summer before you know the students disappear for the year right and uh, we usually go through a fine vetting process of uh you know, pulling up everybody's websites during one of our closed meetings and looking over everybody's stuff and, and laughing at the pathetic oh, yeah. responses. And oh, look at this! To. This guy only sent in JPEGs. What the right. hell's wrong with that? You know, or, or look at this terrible link here. Or well, like if I draw a stick figure on a piece of paper and fill out an application, can I send that in? Yep, sure. Because it might be stellar. I mean, honestly. You know, we were cartoonists, and if you can create emotion with something as simple as a stick figure, that's what we're about. I'm probably the the worst uh, artist out of all of the other cartoonists. (laughs) Well, let's talk about cartooning versus illustrating. What's your definition of what you guys do as far as your craft? Um, Let's get down to what it is that you actually are drawing, and... Because uh, I know there's a debate. I've talked to people who, oh, I'm an illustrator. No, no, I'm a cartoonist. Um, are you doing cartoon strips? Are you doing, uh, you know, I know your uh, bi-monthly uh, zine is more like a, uh, you know, like an old comic book where it has the panels. Um, what do you guys do as individuals and what do you like? What inspired you as uh, illustrators or comic drawers or, or how do you see yourselves and, and where did, how did you get to this point? Well, I would say that, first of all, car- comics or cartooning is defined by, you know, it's the, the terminology that's coming around is sequential artwork, where you have both uh, visuals and text working together, not just, you know, one panel is very hard to do in a gag strip, but typically a two or three or four panel or continuous is referred to as a cartoon or a comic. So that's more of the technical term, whereas an illustration usually doesn't have a big balloon bubble saying "hee right <laughs> next to it. Right. And as far as, you know, I've, um, I've been a professional illustrator since uh, 1985, so I do most of my work in advertising and publishing, and a lot of that is, has been cartooning over the last couple of years. And it, it was just a, a real joy to actually start rubbing elbows with some other people who showed interest. I think... Uh, and that all hap- started happening down at the chalk-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of my background, I uh, started drawing uh, just paneled cartoons, a cartoon called Bob the Dog. And Mark, you should definitely talk about uh, some of your strips. But oh. uh, I, I started drawing it in high school. And then when I went to college at the University of Puget Sound, 
wedge myself into their student newspaper and continue drawing there and found myself online doing other strips and uh, eventually stopped doing it for a little while but uh will hopefully continue again. One of the things you can do, if you're curious about some of the strips that Claws are doing besides the uh, the zines that we put out, uh, go to feedtacoma.com. We have mm-hmm. an agreement with them that we're their official uh, cartoonists. Yes. And you can get some nice RSS feeds. Um, we got Fail Well, Bob the Dog, uh, The Comic Critic, and... Uh, uh, the Return of Stickman. What are some of the other? Oh, Scats. Scats is Stowe's News One. Um, yeah, and if you just click on their on their main page, which is feedtacoma.com, you click on the comic section, and there's a it all comes out in blocks, and you can just click each one. I was looking at them earlier today. Fantastic stuff. It's, it's yeah. They funny. even have a nice it's, little icon up at the top that's take you straight to the comic section right and everybody loves comics that's one of the reasons we all subscribe well we used to subscribe to newspapers <laughs> uh, i would say that i'm more of an illustrator than a, a comic artist most of my stuff's not set up to be sequential and uh my strength is more in individual images but working with everyone that does comics or cartooning has been a really good experience for me and i'm working on doing a comic to get the techniques down and the, and the practice and some of the people in the group are the probably some of the best people I could work with to, to learn those. Yeah, that's one of the things we really do push is that we, we're we not a laid-back organization. We're an active participant organization. All members just don't show up and chat. I mean, you have to you have to constantly be working on projects. We have the easy going. Every member that joins has to do like their a caricature that they put on the profile page. And we also have other projects going on. Um, our open swims are themed so that uh, we can cover different types of aspects. Sometimes we do something really fun for a, a broad audience, like Win, Loser Claw is a, yeah. a really fun game to, yeah. for everyone to play. And then I think our next theme is going to be, uh, this next open swim is going to be on doing a, something that's B-movie poster themed. Perfect. Love and, it. And uh, what have been some of our other themes that we've had? Uh, I know that we had, we had a zombie theme one year. I think so. Uh, there was an advertising theme, so you had to sort of create an advertising campaign poster and then sell it. And and that sort of speaks to... Oh, oh it was a reboot advertising reboot. campaign of taking old... An oh, old, yeah, yeah. An old uh, piece of property and bring bring new life to well, it. Well, there there were two. There were two. There was oh, one that was a strict advertising, create a product. Oh, and there yeah. There was one that was a reboot. Right, and so doing the strict uh, the strict product one that was a lot of fun because we had a large group that night. A lot of them were not cartoonists, but they wanted to come down and hang out, and they were able to write up copy for the illustrations and. and put forward their ideas and that was a lot of fun that night well let's talk about something i know you guys uh you have your your inner circle which is the claw but you also have friends of the claw and this is uh these are people who are outside of the claw that lend you uh support and help and so forth let's talk about some of them because there's a lot of tacoma people who are also kind of uh you know involved from the wings and we want to mention some of them well let's see there's warren caves of a tacoma art supply um he's been a big supporter of the student scholarship fund i mean just a huge supporter of that there's john munn of comic book inc john is very active in uh, not only in comics but in gaming and he's just got his his little toes in every part of the community and he's been very nice to 
allow us to uh, hold our secret meetings at his comic book shop. Um, we also have... Uh, there's Kevin Freitas of Feet Tacoma, who we've worked with to do these these comics online, which have become very popular. Um, oh, and there was David L. of the Knights of Pythian. Uh, they uh, loaned us their temple to do our great yearly ceremony, so that was also great. And if you haven't seen this temple, it is shocking. I oh, have not seen this temple. Oh, the temple was originally built in uh, 1888, and then they tore it down and rebuilt it again in 1906. It was back in the day of the fraternal organization was king. We're talking that so many new members were joining at a time that they had to have outdoor ceremonies at the base of Mount Tahoma. Wow. Where literally hundreds of people, I mean, back then, if you weren't part of a fraternal organization, something you was wrong with you. Right. <laughs> It was a huge group back then, and within the, since 2006, they've been doing a wonderful job of remodeling the lodge, and it's a fantastic lodge. It's not just a little cupboard lodge. Is this here locally? Yes, it's downtown. The, the, the Pythian fathers were really smart. What they did was they set their temple on top of open retail space, and so they've been, over the years, renting out the retail space down below to cover the cost of running the big building. But if you go online and just do a Google search for Knights of Pythian or Pythias in Tacoma, you will see some great shots. I think that, uh, I think the some, Melon some did a nice, the melon. some photos from the Melon are in there. It's just old school, old world woodworking and murals in the plaster. Oh, it's just a great place to... It's like watch, walking into the Da Vinci Code. Wow. You expect a, Tom Hanks to be around the corner. Sounds amazing. <laughs> I'd love to go check this place out. Uh, okay, let's talk uh, real briefly about uh, some of the things you have coming up. <clears throat> First of all, you have uh, the Claw versus the World, which is a bowling tournament. Right, and, and we'll, we'll throw it down right now and challenge the world to a bowling tournament, which is, it's, it's still sort of to be, to be determined, but the Claw, besides being excellent illustrators, are all astronomically excellent bowlers. This is, <laughs> this is true as of this moment. <laughs> and we are challenging anyone who's willing to come out and participate in this Is this, this a event. fundraiser event? Um, That's a good idea. Oh, it's wow. a fundraiser well, event. Yeah. I think it will we be. normally do don't that. ask for money, but we'll bring a jar. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, how much? How many games are we talking here? Best of eight. Best of eight games, so everybody we'll rolls down. Best, best of three, maybe. What if you go four to four? <laughs> okay, so if people come, let's do this right now. If people come, yeah, put out a tip jar, but maybe charge, you know, for the, the game, the shoes, and like five bucks more. Because they, they get to bowl with you guys. Right. Absolutely. Oh, we're we're like celebrities. I mean, you are, yeah. Be signing autographs and protecting us all from the oncoming uh, right. apocalypse. And, you know, the, the donations would, would likely go to our student scholarship. Absolutely. Yes. that's I'm all for that. that and I want to I be a part of the bowl thing i obviously can't be in your you, you would uh, like to be the world i have to be in the world because okay. i'm obviously not one of you guys so. and i think the rates are really cheap i think it's like two dollars for shoes and two dollars for each game on on the lane and, and, and probably they, only get to bowl like once if that many people are gonna yeah, oh if I, the I, world shows up we might have to hold it at like up. tons of bowling alleys yeah the world <laughs> it'll be I mean, simulcast honestly right? the world probably sucks so you're on the losing team so. i know <laughs> yeah and i'll probably yeah, be, it's like kim young ill you know in fact uh they, they, when you go over uh, over there and they have the record books, uh, apparently, and they'll tell you with a straight face that he golfed a perfect game. 
I believe it. And I, yeah, I believe hole it. in one every time. So I think you guys are well, right. He's in that so league. low to the ground that he yeah, sees the ball really well. He, he sees it, bees it, holes it. That's all there is to it. So, um, okay. The uh, so you have that coming up, and then tell us about the twenty four hour, hour challenge that you guys are a part of. Uh, I think this is cool. The twenty uh, four hour comic challenge happens every October. It's actually an official day. All the various comic book stores do this as a pro- part of uh, supporting the comic book industry. And basically, participants have to, in 24 hours, conceive, draw, and ink out a 24-page comic. And it sounds it sounds easier than it actually is. Oh yeah, I, I haven't done it myself, but uh, Mr. Monlocks over here has done it twice. Or three times. Three times now. And, and what happened this third time? This uh, thir- this third time, I crashed and burned. I, oh, I, I no. only, only got down 18, in flames. Only got eighteen pages out. Oh. But uh, James Stowe, not only did he uh, get it done in, uh, it, he finished an hour early, and uh, he, got an app. He had a great idea. He told anyone that came in and brought him food that he would draw them in the strip, and he just got swamped with fruit food for out. And it's an absolutely yeah. hysterical strip. So if anyone has time to go look at is it, is that it's on brilliant. your site? Uh, maybe on his I'm blog. Sure but on I'm sure your blog. I'm sure it's it. on on the. Okay. Claw well, blog let's somewhere. talk about the site is cartoonistleague.org, and we'll have a link off of our our main page. And I, you know, a lot of times, just going through life. Uh, I love cartoons. I've always loved comic books. Um, and then, you know, when I was a kid, there was only Saturday mornings, basically cartoons. And then sometimes in the afternoon, but mostly it was on the weekends. And then now we have Cartoon Network and it's, it's exploded. You don't realize there are people behind that. There are creative ideas. There, there are, you know, the creative artists and all these things that go into it. And the fact that you guys sit down and pen out the idea of the story. You pen out the people that are involved in it and the little bubbles and give us the give us the humor and everything. It's fantastic. That's a true art form that uh, has, you know, I think it's grown by leaps and bounds. But we just as people, as consumers and those who are, you know, in the wings watching, we forget that there are people behind that. We love to be critics and we love to be judges. Eh, that was funny. Eh, that wasn't that funny or whatever. But I think the fact that you guys have all come together and it's based in Tacoma, and it's it's you guys are spreading and take over the world. We love all of that. Um, I, kudos to you guys. I think it's fantastic, and we're really glad to have you guys in. I want to hip everybody to the bi-monthly uh, zine that you guys put out, and and that uh, does it get distributed around? Yeah, we put it out to various coffee shops. Right. Do you remember some of the locations? Uh, it, it's called Claw to Baradu. Am I, am I pronouncing Claw it right? Because I always pronounce it, it you, wrong. You got totally wrong. Okay. It's, 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 uh, Claw He's the to, editor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. The name of the, uh, the zine is uh, Claw to Barada Necto. Right. And, but you can also get it PDF, or on, uh, it's right on, off your site. It's online, and we distribute it to a lot of local coffee shops. Right. And, you know, like Chakabra. Uh, all over. We try to hit up a lot of the major favorites right. in Tacoma. That's awesome. And That's we great. encourage anyone who gets a copy at these places to make more copies, which is usually what happens. They start running low and they grab a Xerox machine and they photocopy them and hand them yeah. out. That's great. Any last words? Anything else you guys have to you wanted to bring up? Real well, quick? let's see. We usually have our open swims or the fourth Wednesday of every month. Check. Um, and that's our, open to any artist that wants to come down. Any artist. It usually runs from seven o'clock to nine o'clock. And you don't even have to be an artist. You can just show up and be a friend of the, of the claw cool. and enjoy whatever we're doing that particular month. We've had large crowds, almost as many as 30 show up, um, or you know, just uh, about dozens usually the case. 
Um, we also have, if you want to meet some of us in person or uh, next Saturday, the Tacoma Art Museum is doing the uh, free summer festival, which is the best of the Northwest. It starts at 10 o'clock to 4. Uh, this is where they open up the do the doors to the art museum. And you can go in there. But we're going to be celebrating uh, how we originally got our start, which was at the chalk off by doing chalk drawings out in front of the museum. Cool. Oh, very nice. And, and if you don't know, the Frost Park chalk offs during the summer take place every Friday at Frost Park in downtown Tacoma. Yeah, you kind of sweep everybody out, take over, and then you leave and let them all come back in. No, no, not quite. Not <laughs> quite. It's it's really a community event that a lot of CLAW members participate in. Yeah. You know, that's how we met and... And I that, think the idea the, was to bring a positive presence to the downtown area. A few yeah. years ago, it started to slip a bit, and I think RR really pushed to to get everyone more involved. Very cool. And that runs from 12 to 1 o'clock, and then we all vanish like vapor. <laughs> well, we want to pre we just want to say thanks for coming in, you guys. Uh, my last question before we have to shut this down is uh, the Fez hat. Where, is, uh, where did that come in? And you guys all have one, and I noticed yours is sort of a burgundy, and it has the third eye on it. And then you also have uh, special members that get what the leopard skin one. Well, the way that back when we were first deciding what to be as an organization, you know, we decided to be fun, and we decided we want a secret society. And Stowe said, "By God, I want to wear a fez," and we all love that idea. So the fez, um, we have an initiation process where we bestow the fez on. Uh, new claw members and then uh, the symbol of the eyes um, rather than having like a president or a treasurer or, or th things like that we just have the council of four eyes and so you know who's a council member because they have an eye on their fez oh very good very good well uh i'm gonna have to get one so that's all there is to it all right uh well we got to get out of here i want to thank you guys so much for coming in everybody go to cartoonistleague.org you can link to it off of our page and uh, get down there and meet these guys at the tacoma art museum uh go bowling with them these guys are fun guys like i said i met them at the 100th monkey great guys uh wonderful illustrators cartoonists whatever you want to call them we appreciate all the work that you guys are doing go to tacoma it's feedtacoma.com check out all their strips and uh we got to get out of here because it's time to learn the secret handshake all right i want to thank those guys for coming in but you guys got to remember this is a secret society so nobody tell anybody about the claw that's well, c l a w tell everybody about the claw don't tell them about the members oh is that and what the, the secret handshake the secret, we learned yeah we did we, we're, well we're doing it right now so you guys can't see it right so, so but Everybody should know about the claw. Go to their website. Uh, you can link to it off of our page. They're very nice guys, very funny guys, and super talented. Like I said, we all read cartoons. We all, you know, everybody at some point was into comic books. Yeah, but I just look at the pictures. I know. <laughs> you and Wonder Boy, that reading thing's real tough. I know. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, we want to thank those guys for coming in and, uh, I'm I'm down with going to the bowling event, and I'm hoping I can get to the, one of their uh, open swims. It's going to be good. So everybody check out the claw. Let them know you heard about them on The Zone, and uh, give them some Tacoma and South Sound love. Hey, I think it's time for a Hell's Kitchen update. And now it's time for our weekly update with what's going on at Hell's Kitchen. And here's Slash. 
This week, like every week at Hell's Kitchen, starts with Tightwad Tuesday. $2 wells, $2 for any beer, that's right, any beer, and $2 for two huge tacos. We open at 4 for Tacoma's favorite Taco Tuesday, hands down. Wednesday, we have the release show for the 2010 Puget Sound Mixtape with Josh Reisberg, Rockwell Powers, MC Gigahertz, Darkside, Skrilla, and many more. It's a free show. Things get kicked off around 8 o'clock, and you must be 21 to attend. Thursday, we have round 4 of the No Bullshit Battle of the Bands with the Curbside Adventures, Blood to Dust, Ice on the Wing, On Edge, and Thresh. Things are going about 8 o'clock, $5 to get in, you must be 21. Friday is the Hell's a Poppin' Side Show Review, starring Zamora the Torture King, the local special guest bands. You've seen them on Warp Tour and OzFest, and now you can see them at Hell's Kitchen. Contortionists, Sword Swallowers, and they eat fire. Saturday is the CD release show for A Lesson in Chaos, with friends 50 Caliber Nightmare, Murmur, and Pangea. It's a $5 show, and cover starts at 8 p.m. Music starts at 9. Hell's Kitchen is located downtown Tacoma at 928 Pacific Avenue, and it's a 21 plus venue. Booking inquiries can be made at flashpoverty at yahoo.com, and the website is www.hellskitchenonline.com. Hell's Kitchen, 928 Pacific Avenue in Tacoma, serving up rock since 2002. All right, man. Hey, $2 any beer, $2 tacos on Tuesday. That is the best deal Did going. he really say sword swallowers? Yeah. And, oh, dude. And those guys are amazing. Flames, fire. Yeah, you should go see those. I would never guess there would be fire at Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. go figure, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's going to be an amazing show. I have seen those guys, and just, it makes you queasy almost, but it's worth seeing. You got to go check them out, and they were really lucky to be able to uh, to get those guys in, so go down. And also, we were talking to Flash uh, you know, when he left here, and I want to thank you guys because some of you have gone up to him and, and told him that you've heard about his, the updates on our program, and we th- you know we've never asked you to do that. I think that's really nice. And uh, yeah, give Hell's Kitchen some love. Tell Flash you heard about it right here. And uh, if that's the reason you're down there, tell him that's the reason you're down there. We appreciate that, and I know he appreciates that as well because he takes time out to come in every week, give us the update, and we love Hell's Kitchen. Speaking of Hell's Kitchen, we got a big event coming up there, and he hasn't talked about it yet because it's not on his radar screen but friday august the 13th you're gonna be there yeah of course i'm gonna be there <laughs> you're gonna be handling the money at the door yeah double, it's yeah <laughs> double d's gonna be checking passes and ids and all kind of stuff holding the cash uh friday the 13th august the 13th five bands 10 bucks vile red falcons sweet kiss mama clover jane china davis and jar of flies the ultimate alice in chains tribute band and i know everybody's stoked about that i mean all those bands are stellar it's going to be a great night and it's 10 bucks that's two bucks a band folks i mean we're breaking it down we're making it pretty easy now here's the deal if you were at our birthday shindig and you got one of the laminates that we handed out it's going to pay for you on this on this show this will be the first one where we're offering this deal it gets you in half price five bucks so that's a dollar per band that gives you more money for beer you must have went to a better school than I did because I didn't know the math there. <laughs> half off would be half of 10, which would be five. Two times five is 10. And then we have five bands. I've and now we figured out the one Yes, okay. one dollar per band. Now, two bucks per band is not bad. That's a great that's deal. That's a pretty good deal. No, that's a great deal here in Tacoma. And we want to see everybody out there. I know we got a lot of people on Facebook who are claiming they're going to be there. And we, want, we need more. We want... Everybody be down there. It's not for us. It's for the bands. It's for Hell's Kitchen. And we, we, we want to see you guys. We want to shake your and hands. And Tacoma. And Tacoma. Absolutely. We're all about that. Well, 
Speaking of those five bands, we had one of them in here today. We got got to catch up with them, and they're excited about being on the bill. Vile Red Falcon. All right, everybody, we have our big event coming up on Friday the 13th at Hell's Kitchen, and we have one of the bands that's going to be on the set that night, the Vile Red Falcons, one of our favorite bands. I think, actually, they hold the record for being in here the most times. I know Kevin's been in here at least three times. This might be you guys' fourth time in, but it's a record. And we love you guys, kind of like our house band. You were actually, I think, the very first band we ever had on our program. So we want to thank you guys for that. You guys opened up a lot of roads for us. John, James, and Nate are here. Guys, welcome back to the program. How's it going? It's doing great. Good. All right. Vile Red Falcons going to kick off things for us on Friday, August the 13th at Hell's Kitchen. It's going to be a great night. We have you guys. And then we have uh, Sweet Kiss Mama, Clover Jane, China Davis, and Jar of Flies. And you guys are like our leadoff. You're like the uh, you're like the first man at the plate. You're going to set the tone for the night. We're excited about that because we love what you guys do. Give us a little update on what you guys have been up to uh, in the last, I think it's probably been a couple of months or so since we've talked to you guys. Well, we've been uh, putting a little bit of new material together, uh, working that into the set, and also we're sort of gearing up to get um, to go back into the studio. So we're going over our material with you know fine tooth comb and um, figuring out what stays, what what doesn't. <laughs> Taking out everything I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> just, just trying to approach everything that we've been playing for the past two years with a with a you know a new look. And, um, you guys changing your sound, or you guys got the same? Not sound too going? much more. Just dialing everything in, like mm-hmm. you know, when we're playing stuff that we've been playing a certain way for so long, and you kind of reevaluate it and realize that we're playing the wrong chord there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got to get that stuff dialed in before you go record it. So, so. now I know you guys just played uh, what I consider to be a great show. It was you guys, um, Big Wheel Stunt Show, and Sweet Kiss Mama. And that was one that I really wanted to be at. Unfortunately, I was out of town. I had to miss it. But uh, tell us a little bit. Of, that was over in Bremerton and High Fidelity Lounge, I believe. No, it was over Winterland. Winterland. Winterland, yeah. yeah, that was it. Winterland. So tell us a little bit about that show and your uh, your take on that. Uh, sound like a killer evening from my uh, perspective. Broken strings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we had blew up. Um, I, you know, it was it was just a really cool show because, uh, you know, you kind of walked in. And, I mean, I hadn't met the guys from Sweet Kiss Mama, but uh, um, we were borrowing and uh, John's Marshall uh, went nuclear. So we borrowed one from a friend of mine and we rolled this thing in and... You know, like they're all standing around talking to us and everything. It was just like you know walking into somebody's living room and just sitting down and with a beer and hey, how's it going? It was the it was the coolest thing. I mean, so many shows I've played in the past have been like, you know, the bands all pick a different corner of the room and sit there and stare at each other. <laughs> you know? So it was a little bit of a community going on there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sweet Kiss actually really came through on that one because I, I I broke a string on the first or, or like the third song and then the very next song I've got my backup guitar and I break a string on that song and one of the dudes from Sweet Kiss comes up and uh, grabs both guitars, hands me one of their guitars to play while they're changing my other two guitar strings. Um, I think so. we still owe him seven dollars for the record. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and then a few then, songs later, Nate broke a string. So um, yeah, and they're, it was kind of a good good show for the scene, just because you know everybody's good camaraderie. And, you know, we'd break a string, and they're right there with another guitar. And and uh, Kevin broke bass pedal, and they were up there with drums ready to go. And 
So just kind of a cool, uh, cool vibe to the whole show. Everybody's kind of watching each other's back. And, good venue. Yeah, so, great venue. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed. Have you noticed that with uh, a lot of the South Sound bands, a lot of the Tacoma bands, there's a little bit of this community that's really starting to um, come together. Uh, like you said, a lot of times you'd go to to shows, and I, I've noticed this in the past too, where. You definitely knew who the bands were because they were one was in that corner, one was in that corner, and that's hey, you're up, and you know everybody. But now you go in and it's like everybody's sitting at a table. Uh, I, I know a lot of bands show up to support the other bands. Uh, what's your take on you know just kind of the the Tacoma South Sound band community status these days? Yeah, we've definitely noticed. Yeah, uh, you know, especially in the last six months, I think personally, I've seen it. You know, really kind of gelling together as a, a real legit scene. A lot of the bands showing up, and we're playing with a lot of the same bands, so we're really getting to know them and know their fans, and you know, intermingle and and all that kind of stuff. And we had a wiffle ball today at the park with a uh, big old stunt show, you know. So oh, really? So that was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I show up, and I had to work, so I came on my lunch, and I show up, and and Mike's like pitching underhand to people, you know, this wiffle ball. <laughs> Where was this secret game at? Titlow Park. Titlow yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. That was killer. I, I didn't even think of you guys. We would have invited you out Of course out there. not. We're always last to be thought of. But that's, that's all right. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> no, well, take us. Okay, so we have this thing coming up on the 13th, and we really are just stoked to have you guys on. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, what your set's going to be like and uh, what can the people expect? Well, it's, uh, you know, 12 songs of straight-up rock and roll. If, if, if the crowd's into it, we might play a couple uh, slower songs, but... Um, Little dance with your honey song. Little dance with your honey. Throw your lighter up in the air song. Yeah, might do. Might do a couple, <laughs> couple eighties uh, pop covers. I've been yeah, doing yeah. it up. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I, I do like you guys' covers. Uh, I saw. Uh, I think it was at your CD release party. You guys did Purple Rain. We did. You know, we did uh, When Doves Cry. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what, When Doves Cry. That was a yeah. great rendition. Caught me off guard, and I was like, "But this is great. I dug it." We all hate '80s music, but um, we love to cover <laughs> '80s songs for some reason. We, we take the last the ten seconds, the kind of the outro, and we go, "Oh, let's play that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, outside of our show which we want everybody, to, obviously, to come to and, and come check you guys out. And we're going to play some music, uh, one of your tunes going out uh, today on our program uh, as people get re-familiarized with who, what you guys play. Uh, what else do you guys have coming up? What, what are some other um, venues you guys are playing, some shows you guys co have coming up? Well, we got uh, what, on August 20th at the Frontier, uh, State of Murdoch CD release. Yeah, yeah, that should be a good one. I don't, I don't know who their third band is on that one. It's uh, Big Wheel. Oh, shows excellent. on that one. So. Oh, that's a that's good show. Good show. Yep, very yeah. good. Everybody get down for that. And you guys obviously are working at getting back into the studio, so that's cool. Also, a couple of you guys uh, recently had uh, new babies, isn't that right? Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, look like you're not getting much sleep. Well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your wife's, wife's not. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he sleeps through the night. It's it's killer. Awesome. Well, congratulations I mean. on that, and um, continued much success for you guys. Like we say, uh, we kind of consider you like our house band. Um, and That's a dubious distinction. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Uh, you guys were the like I said, the first band I believe that ever came in here, and uh, we were we were very unknown at the time, and you guys gave us a you know a few moments, and it opened some doors for us, and we'll always be grateful for that and we like your music we really enjoy your sound and as you see we've got some posters and stickers up in here of you guys so we're excited about having you guys on and that will be friday august 13th at hell's kitchen can't wait to see you guys light it up all right love those guys man great love great. that band love their sound nice guys uh see them around tacoma quite a bit 
Uh, one of them works at Home Depot. Yeah, I see him quite often. You see him all the time. He's tired whole, of seeing you. Yeah, he's tired of seeing me. <laughs> and uh, but I go to show. We go to shows. We see him. We saw him at the Hemp Fest. Just really nice guys and a great band. And and uh, we were talking about uh, the kind of the Tacoma Big Five or whatever. And they're definitely in that. And uh, so anyway, we want to thank the Vile Red Falcons for coming in. Excited about having them on the bill. And as we close, we're going to play a little bit of their songs. But uh, just want to tell you a little bit about next week's program. It's going to be a big deal for us and a big deal for those that are coming in. Rebecca Corey is a very, very funny female comedian who is hitting the stratosphere. She's make, she's really done well for herself. And she is taping a one-hour special uh, coming up in August. And it'll be on August the 14th, the day after our thing at the Renton Ikea Center. She's going to be in. One of our favorite guests of all time, Alicia Wood, going to be in here. And if things work out right, Elaine Boozler, who, if you don't know who Elaine Boozler is, uh, Google that up. You'll be surprised. Elaine Boozler, big-time comedian, probably going to be on the phone with us. But for sure, Rebecca Corey and Alicia Wood promises to be a very fun show. They're very, very funny. And Rebecca Corey is a little dynamo and she is funny as all get out she uses physical comedy she's very witty and uh, like i said she's breaking out she's about to hit into the stratosphere so that's going to be next week on our little podcast show hopefully joe will be back for that and uh want to thank all you guys for being here double d so what's uh what's physical comedy is that when she beats people up because that'd be funny we're gonna have her do that to you yeah Physical yeah. comedy, you like Chevy Chase, where they do Pratt Falls, and oh. do you know what a Pratt Fall is? Sure. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you moron! I was doing real well there, like I was like you know bringing us out of the program, and you like screeching yeah. and halted it. That's my job. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, well it's time for us to get out of here. Obviously, double D. <laughs> well, usually it's good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and squeeze wonder boy always good to see you guys man this is the northwest conversion zone show the summer rolls on where all things come together let's leave with some vile red falcons this is a great song like a drug we'll be hearing this on the 13th friday the 13th hell's kitchen in august
This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.